Pew, pew, pew. And welcome to Imagine Me and Yuri Kuma. I'm Panda. I am your host, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host Alice. How are you, Alice? I'm doing all right. And we are, of course, also here with Yasha and Vana from Empty Movement. Hi, guys. Hi. So you guys said something about a Twitter. So uh Ikuhara just like retweeted uh what looks to have been like some sort of online poll about like what's his best work and what's mm-hmm. you know and and if you've ever seen like uh japanese like popularity polls and like anime and stuff like that they tend to be very whatever the new hotness is it's not really yeah. you know gotcha. you know how it is so the list uh in order of votes was sarah zen my at number one his best work mm-hmm. number two was penguin trump Mm-hmm. Number three was Utena, and number four uh, was Yuri Huma. Mm-hmm. Ripping. I think pieces, Sailor Moon was fifth or something like that. Yeah. And I'm so, so Yuri Kuma officially Ikuhara's least popular piece of work. <laughs> I can't believe that Sailor Moon didn't at least make like top three. I think yeah, Sailor Moon was fifth. Insane. I'd have to go check the tweet again because I just sort of blanked out the moment I saw that Utena wasn't number one. And I was like, I. You went into like a fugue state with rage. Yeah. <laughs> like it's but like I said, like it's whatever the new hotness is, but I just find it amusing that, you know, this 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 order of events still had to be like broken up so that you could put Yurikum at the bottom. <laughs> it was not a successful anime in Japan at all. Womp womp. It was yeah. Which is kind of funny because I wonder now if it's going to get kind of rediscovered in relation to Sarah Zen Mike because I feel like it has a lot in common it has with a Sarah lot Zen in Mike. common with Sarah Zen Mike so far yeah. So, so yeah but yeah we are watching Ikuhara's shittiest work y'all <laughs> yeah well we kind of knew that unfortunately but uh, <laughs> you know what it's fine his trash is still treasure I had some interesting bear thoughts as well actually Vana and I just went on vacation here recently, and Those still exist, y'all. Yeah, they do. It was a very well, secluded. You guys vacation. took a, a vacation out into the middle of the woods. Yes. Yeah, where there was no internet and <laughs> nobody to talk to us and all of that. So, yes. um, but while we were there, there was a box of books in the place that we were staying in, and mm. I read through a bunch of them. Um, and one of them was this book about bears so i'm like oh hey let's uh let's check it out and it turns out that there's a like right around 97 ish i think there was a very famous japanese nature photographer called michio hoshino who was actually attacked by a grizzly bear yeah some of the details of that i was looking at that and going did ikuhara was he referencing this this (laughs) yeah i think I think that he was referencing. Is, I think is, is that because I know he's referencing a specific like bear attack. Uh, there's a, there's a specific bear attack. Let me let me just 
like confirm the name. I think it's Sankubetsu. Um, let me see. Oh, yeah, Sankubetsu Brown Bear Incident. Sample. Yeah, and that's a that's one like the book I was reading was actually super bound up with all of this stuff because it was a guy kind of trying to prove that it's not the bears that are the problem in these brown bear attacks. And he was doing it by literally raising and living with bears. And this wasn't Timothy Treadwell either. So it wasn't, wasn't <laughs> mm. the Werner Herzog movie guy. This was a guy yeah. who um, eventually died in his seventies, I believe from complications from a surgery. So clearly he was doing something right, but yeah, he mentioned that he met like this, uh, what is it? Charlie? Oh, I can't remember. The guy's name is Charlie. So this Charlie guy met Michio Hoshino just like the day before he died kind of thing. Um, wow. And they knew about the brown the brown bear that was in the area. And it turned out that one of the television people who was with Michio Hoshino had been feeding the bear so that they could get footage out of it. And the bear had already broken into the helicopter looking for food, but the TV Damn. guy never told anybody about this. So, do. yeah. So I was wondering whether Ikuhara knew about that incident. And it's, like I said, I just had a lot of bear thoughts about this and, and what... Laying your, laying your thoughts bear. Yeah. <laughs> I looked for, like, actual specific references. Like, I googled around to see if Ikuhara's name and Michio Hoshino were connected together, and I couldn't find anything. But I'm, I'm might not sure be that would be anybody's made yet, kind of deal. I'm sure that would be in Japanese. Too, yeah. So, but again, there's so much meta about this show. Yeah. Um, the Sankubetsu Bear incident happened, I think, like somewhere near the turn of the century, like 1900s-ish. Hmm. And that was where this brown bear, you can, you can tell I've recently reviewed all this material, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that incident was where a brown bear, like, um, basically laid waste and had an entire town shaking in fear. Like, there was reports of, like, a pregnant woman begging the bear, please eat my head, don't eat my child, kind of thing. And Damn. Yeah, like, like, it was... I'm a part in the pun, Grizzly. You didn't have to do that. Y yeah, she did. I, I did. <laughs> wow. Clearly, you are forgetting the market here. <laughs> but ba -ba 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 actually, the other kind of grizzly thing about the Sankubetsu brown bear incident is now they have cute little like bear icons Ooh. around the around the houses where the bear broke in and ate people and ate all their food and and like left blood everywhere and i all mean kind of thing. on a that long enough time like, scale everything is cute yeah. that sounds like yurikuma honestly yeah, i know <laughs> anyway i guess i anyway i just wanted to share about michio hoshino so um <laughs> if anybody sure. knows yeah, about that confirm that would be like yeah because I, cool. I feel like there are similarities here so if anybody oh. knows honestly there probably is something like like this show was unpopular enough that, to be honest, there's really very little uh, cross-cultural meta about it that mm -hmm. I can see. Like, I haven't dug super, super hard for it because I haven't wanted to spoil too much, but it just was not discussed with the same, like, fine-tooth comb in the English-speaking fandom that any of his other stuff was. So yeah, I'm not surprised it's gonna. it might be harder to find information on that. 
But um, yeah, but maybe yeah. somebody knows. BT Dubs, I do have uh, Ikuhara's exhibition book scanned, which includes all the Urikuma pages that probably have some interesting like tea in them. Hmm. If anyone wants. Well, they would have to be I'll send them to translated, you. right? Yeah, they'd have to yeah. be translated, but maybe tweet them and see if there's any takers or anything. But yeah, I don't so. know if anyone is that invested in your in Yurikuma. Well, Unfortunately, see. like I know that there are people that like it. I just don't know if there's anyone who can translate it who it would would be willing to translate it. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. it's if anybody is interested, uh, feel free to reach out. Give us the yeah. yeah. I got lots of shit. All right. All right. Actually, I also have that whole, like, analysis book for Mikuhara. Oh, yeah, that's true. That will include stuff about Yurikuma. Yeah. Anyway, so. Should we move on to the episode? Let's do this. Yeah, so this is, this is episode five. Just a quick temperature check how did everyone feel about this episode did anyone else watch it before this we did I not, have watch not watched it, it yet <sighs> okay uh alice have you rewatched it recently or are you just going off memory um i rewatched it a couple days ago okay i um was a little distracted for part of this episode because i was also uh helping my friend set up his webcam but um i liked this episode well enough i liked getting some more some more backstory for things oh good i like so yeah i think it's probably a hard act to follow that last episode was really that last episode was really good so this is probably more of a like decompress episode. I'm excited. Yeah, this one was not as uh, it was not as gripping Owie. for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. It, I didn't think no, it was bad. So- sometimes you need something I mean, a little more mellow after the. It's pacing. Like, you know, you can't yeah. just stack intense things together unless you're hitting the climax of the show, or or unless you're the that. last arc of Utena. But you know, that is yeah. nearing the you've earned it by the then, show. I guess. Oh, uh, how many episodes does Yurikuma have? Is it is it eleven or twelve? I think it's twelve. Okay, so we're almost halfway through. Alrighty. Need to see. Yeah, twelve. 12. Yeah, so we're we're almost halfway through. Yeah, this I feel uh similarly to how I felt in the middle of Sarazanmai, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> where it's kind of like okay, it's like all right, where okay. we going? I'm on yeah. board, but where we going? <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> let's yeah. You know, I feel like Ikuhara has that spot in almost every show. Where it's, there's that one episode that's like, okay, uh-huh. I've committed, but uh-huh. what are we doing now? Where are we going with this? <laughs> <laughs> that's episode seven in Utsman. Yeah, seriously. I, I think this is common to all of them. Um, so let's start the episode. All right. Beware. 11 years ago. Hey. Oh, these CG lilies. It's a little Kureha. And a bear. Kureha. And a mom. Curry mom, if you will. They're uh, <laughs> going to take <laughs> Carol Zeiss. I see you. Look. Okay, oh wait my a god. Second, it's so cute. Vana, Vana, what? Why were you laughing? I was laughing at the logo on the camera lens. It's Carol Zeiss. What? Carl Zeiss. I don't. Hold on. I'm still not. Zeiss is a, a brand. Oh, she's okay. just laughing because she's used to be a camera nerd. No, Zeiss also makes planetarium projectors. I assume the most reasons that Vana laughs are because she's a nerd. Mm-hmm. It's true. 
Also, that's Ginkgo sitting there in the family portrait with Kareha. Yeah. Okay. So Kareha and her mom are trying, like, they're going to take, like, a little family photo. And in the picture is little bear Ginkgo. Are we supposed to assume that little bear Ginkgo is the same age she is in the show or... Or is this like it looks like baby baby bear baby bear ginkgo? <laughs> we met in childhood. Check off that box of Ikuhara bingo. In an Ikuhara show? <laughs> Gee, why would that be there? God, Ikuhara, get a new idea. Uh, ginkgo is repeating the in the beginning we loathed you bit that they yeah. do. They knew each other. Ooh, okay. so let's see. The picture, the family picture, is really cute. Mm-hmm. He's cute. Happy bear is so cute with its weird little eyes. <laughs> They're talking about becoming true friends. Yeah, that friends. was their from the beginning we loathed you, yeah. and from mm-hmm. the beginning we loved you, and that's why we wanted to become true friends. So that's interesting. Yeah. Starting to think friends euphemism. Yeah, that's what I was. That's the direction I was going in. <laughs> I Cross the barrier so I could have you all to myself. Is this Ginkgo narrating? Uh, I believe I so. Think so, hmm. it's a little hard to tell. Yeah, it didn't really seem like Lulu, who's usually I want the narrator. To have you all to myself. Mm-hmm. I love their like school uniforms for um, Ginkgo and Lulu. The character design in this show is top notch. I hate this song. I'm sorry. I well, do not like. I don't Rhea's care. Planet, but I, love that. <laughs> I support I always... you for liking it, but I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I always hated it, but like Cass loves loved this uh, intro song. Mm-hmm. I well, I, I like it a lot. It I think the whis- the whispering thing just like is I like the little bear child high five. Yes, you know what? Like this- the the end, like the opening sequence is adorable and everything, but the song just is weird to me. The animation um, for the opening sequence is pretty great. Yeah, I really love the animation in this. The only thing I don't like me, is actually. the little foot bitey part, but you know what? Like That's it's like my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, but you're a pervert. I know. <laughs> or should we say a bearvert? <laughs> what? Christ. I was just gonna say I like this song though because it reminds me of this old fucking song called "Dreams Come True" by I think a Korean group called SES. Oh, oh. It was so good. It's got that same like whispery random aesthetic. French. Thank you. What would I have done without it? Yeah, I said there was random French in the theme song earlier, and my wife Do was like, oh yeah, that sounds like Ikuhara. Do this just smell. So Ginko just licks her. She licks Kareha on the face and says, good morning, growl. Gow, gow. This is also how I wake my friends up. That she doesn't back? Because she's still asleep. Is she licked? Is this Babby? Is this? Uh, uh... No, because she's in her uniform. Hmm. It takes Kareha a second, but she kind of like snaps back to normal. Or maybe, no, okay. Oh, it was, like, it was a daydream. Oh, it was a fantasy sequence. She was having like a little daydream fantasy type. Yeah, mm. okay. I okay. got it. It took uh, me a second. So Lulu and Ginko have moved in, and I love it. I love that they have like fish hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Really uh, maybe they uh, caught the salmon themselves. Nice, nice uh, cactus in the background there. Oh no! Please don't mention the cactus. There's the cactus in the background. I didn't fucking put it there. Don't Are look you at me. No, there's. Do you remember the cactus scene in Utana? Yeah. 
I don't remember the cactus scene in Utena. Listen, I don't. Not everyone has seen Utena as many times as you guys, and also not everyone. Not everyone pays obsessive attention to the Oculus. Okay, that's more to the point because, comparatively speaking, we haven't watched it that much. We just paid a lot of attention. (laughs) They're literally like. He's There's laying on the floor where... surrounded by cactuses while to- like telling Toga to go fuck over you today. Like, yeah, it's not corny. every cact. Okay. Sometimes a cactus is just a cactus. In an Ikuhara anime? Yes. This one, lo- I feel like I'm if it were not just a cactus, it would not be as like just yeah, drawn into the background. Yeah. Hana. <sighs> I love their noodles. They're so cute. Move in and why so are they doing, like, like instant noodles while having fish entangled stay? The fish is for later. Bears prefer rotten fish. Oh. Yeah, oh. It, it, it's, it's running. Oh, they're making some lutefisk or something. <laughs> and uh, Kareha tells them to get out. Womp they follow. Womp. Didn't your mother teach you to ask before you moved in? No. Clearly not. <laughs> you ate your move-in soba. <laughs> So the girls at school are gossiping about Kareha and talking about how uh, girls in her class keep disappearing. Misfortune befalls everyone around her. It's the truth. Ginkgo and Lulu will be swept up by the invisible storm. Bitch, they are the invisible storm. No, they're not. No, they're not. Absolutely not. Don't come close to me. You'll get gay feelings. (laughs) That's literally what she just said. Like... Imagine how cocky you have to be at, like, what is she supposed to be, like, 14? And she's know. like, oh, no, don't get hey, too Vana, close, she'll get horny. Haven't you ever felt like a typhoid Mary? No. I, you have bad I shit think it's following more, you around? I think it's more like no. being the... I am the bad shit. It doesn't follow me. I feel like it, it, it's, it's, it's less that and more of a, you know, if you associate with me, then, you know, everyone who associates with me dies horribly in some way or another. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and... You know, she's kind of cursed. It's fair. I'm calling bullshit that you never thought uh, felt like that, though, because I know you have. I have, too. I don't know. It's like when you run into a long string of consequences like that, like that it's not really under your control. It's yeah, but those really consequences fall on me, not other people. People that meet me end up going on vacation. You know, she has a point there. That sounds mm, more true. ominous than I think it was. That does to. sound that does sound like a euphemism, g- given that you are Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, fair. People who meet Lana end up with horse heads in their bed. <laughs> she's fine. She's stay away. I'm bad news. I mean, she's got a lot of proof behind that. It's true. Yeah. It's the rule of this flock is an interesting. I would I would like to know whether they actually said flock in Japanese because uh, bears are not exactly a uh, flock kind of animals. What is a group well, of bears called? No, there's the bears versus the birds. Oh, yeah, the bears birds. Yeah, yeah. Right. That age-old invisible... tale of the bears and the birds. The the birds are dinner. Well, no, the the birds are the invisible storm, and mm. I was making a birds and the bees the... joke. Yeah, no, I know. I'm talking to Vana. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, right. uh, froggy. I was 
just trying to explain that because it doesn't, I don't think that symbolism has come through real clearly yet, but I've seen it so far. Oh, no. The schoolgirls yeah, are the like birds the imagery and, and stuff. there's a lot of air imagery around them. And that's, well, there's like that the stairwell in, with the birds and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. And there's that also that scene you remember with the lily pattern turning yep. into birds. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the birds are like the representative oh, yeah. of the invisible storm. Oh. So them calling them a flock is kind of, that would be interesting to know if they use that word in Japanese because yeah. that's kind of implying that what I've been saying is true. Yeah. And the girls, the school girls, are the invisible storm. So Ginkgo is saying that she will protect Kureha from the invisible storm. They won't back down on love. Yo, wait, what? What? I'm just trippy imagery. Familiar imagery. Familiar from what? Yeah, the the that looks like the black rose coffins. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a bunch of. Uh, yeah, it exactly. is the black, rose, the black coffins. rose coffins. There's a picture of that dead <laughs> class rep in the in, in the drawer, as if it's like a mausoleum or something. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That is. Oh wow, it's her office. <laughs> it just keeps the dead bodies in her office. I mean, I imagine it's for like record keeping, but it's supposed I know. to look like oh, you'll, a. You'll find out. It looks a little grim. We'll find out. Okay. I already have my sister. I don't like the sound of that, Alice. I'm just going to say that. I think, I think, hmm, Alice, yeah. didn't I confirm this with you already? Suspicion. My suspicion about what's going on? I think I did. I don't know if you did. You should send it to me later. I know uh, that yeah. you guys talked about something secretly. Mm-hmm. 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 So, uh, is talking to Principal Reza Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And was talking about how Ginkgo turned into a bear and mm-hmm. ate that classmate and all of that kind of thing. Now she then shot the other bear. She's having a crisis about having killed. <laughs> Common 14-year-old problem. Well, actually, we're about to find out in this episode that she is 17. Oh. And the principal is now saying, you're delusional. <laughs> you must have been <laughs> seeing women can gaslight, nice too. <laughs> Gender equality. See, cheat. look at this shit. This she just straight up. Oh my god, poor Kareha. Please stop making up stories and and living in this world of delusions. Someday you, you have look, to open your she eyes. She has the the lily bird pattern behind her. Yep, she does. This teacher is not as sympathetic as it seems. And the the principal mentions that uh, her birthday's coming up. I mean, it's Ikuhara, so, like, this being is, an adult means you're bad. Yeah, this is Akio true. and Nanami in the car energy. She's yeah. got a picture of Kureha's mom. Indeed she does. Not facing Kureha, though. No. No, she keeps it on her desk. I think that this was her former lover. Isn't it interesting how it's framed so that you, like, Kureha's mom is in the corner, the little monument to her, where you can also see Kureha, like, Right yeah, really, there. I, I really like the composition of this shot. Mm-hmm. So the teacher, I don't know, I might have missed something there. The teacher's offering to take her out for dinner. She's asking Kareha how she wants to celebrate her birthday. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Was there an implication that the teacher is going to take her out for dinner? Oh, I yes. We're She's there. mentioned, okay, so she mentioned previously that it's it was briefly mentioned before that um, the teacher knew her mother. They were. She said they were oh, friends. Okay. Yeah, and she's kind of like friends. It's implied that this teacher has kind of been checking up and making sure that she's okay as she grows up. Yeah, okay. for reasons. 
but this teacher was definitely the homodachi type of tomodachi. With, oh yeah, with oh, well, yeah, yeah we're, we're literally about to get into a little bit of that. Okay, cool. Just a little bit. See the gay shit. Little, little bit. She tells Kareha that she gave her the uh, her mother the pendant that she is always seen wearing for her seventeenth birthday. It was our promise of friendship. Proof of our vow that we wouldn't forget love. So as long as you don't forget love, you will never be alone. And uh, Kareha repeats it back to her. I won't become invisible. Uh... Teacher says, yet at times love exists to make us suffer. It reminds us of our loss. This is just, I don't know. Does this come off to anybody else as just straight up gaslighting? Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. Not only it's is this sure. gaslighting, it's episode thirty-four gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Kareha so remembers Sumika. This episode, there are parts of this episode that are very hard to watch after after you've watched the whole thing. They're like, oh god. I can imagine. I can imagine. Bro, bro. I'm getting that vibe, even though I have Yuri seen the friends. Whole thing. It even just the frame says Yuri friends. <laughs> oh my god! I just noticed that. What the fuck? <laughs> Gay friends. Uh, I don't trust any adult with their hair up and authority. Yeah. And two couches. Mm. And a red and black uh, That's the fucking couch in the musical. Oh yeah, it is. Oh my god, it is. Ikuhara, why? (laughs) Because it's an Ikea couch that they use. Why do you do this to me? (laughs) I'm dying. Kareya says she won't back down on her love. And she's back and on the decides that that love is only Sumika, is what she said. Yeah, she's like, I don't need any other friends. I only need Sumika. Sumika is my one friend. <laughs> the bears are just chowing down. Oh my god, they're eating. Oh, what's that thing called? A fish tube pastry? No. No, they put like soba noodles in a pa- in a bun. Oh, okay. It's yeah, carbs yeah. on carbs. Nice. It looks fucking nice. delicious. It made me mm-hmm. so hungry. <laughs> now Lulu's going in for a kiss and Ginko's just like, denied, yeah. bitch. Kareha's eating that cheese tube thing. Look, I would totally eat that. Yeah, you guys I, I don't, about it. I don't even care. Like, Oh yeah, no, I would eat the shit out of it, but it's totally like, it's like a chippy sandwich. It's just mm-hmm. sinful. Ginko's, Ginko's too busy angsting. Yeah, Ginko's enjoy. having a normal one. Yep. Not had a great day today. Flashback to eleven. Oh, no, here we go. Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> have... Oh my god! I've been waiting oh for this so long. I've been waiting for this so long. You haven't seen the best part. Keep going. Oh no! I... They're little like Aww. okay. Nice. The, the, the oh, tanks have great. little like bears carrying a big shells, like it's that one bear oh, from World War Two. It's a That's reference amazing. to the things. This is beautiful. And it's all like. like Random, Wait, that like, the the hat on the gun, the helmet yes. on the gun. What that, is that from? That's, that's a Full Metal Jacket. Yes, okay. that is Full yeah. Metal Jacket. Okay, right there, Full Metal Jacket. That is the cover of the video release and probably some of the movie posters for Full Metal Jacket. Yes, yes. yes. Ikuhara, you shit. And uh, Ginko is lying. Well, in the oh, and there's no horn to eat. Yeah, yes, which is also full metal jacket. There's yeah. so much like it's it's like a bunch of Vietnam references stuffed into a like oh my God. A, a battlefield that looks like it's from the fucking Russian front. It's so fucking weird. So much. It's beautiful. it's so much. I love the born to eat. It's beautiful. We went full metal it. jacket and hard. Mm-hmm. And so is this baby Kareha? 
What's mm-hmm. that dog tag? I don't know. Uh, it looks like a pendant, and there's also a Kur on it. K U R at the front. It could just say like uh, like bear. So baby Kureha wanders into this battlefield full of rotten dead bear bodies and, and finds, finds the Ginko. child soldier. Yeah, finds the child soldier Ginko and then says, "I, I love, love you, you. Kumaria Sama." Okay. No, she didn't say Kumaria Sama. No, she, oh, she okay. Okay, but yeah. but she says she just wanders in in you. her t-shirt with a little heart on it and everything into the middle of this grisly battlefield full of dead right? bears. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, thank you, Ikuhara. The memory of receiving someone's love. That's why I crossed the barrier to come here. Mm. <laughs> she says, I want to have great all to myself. And I love the drool. It's drooling. Yes. <laughs> so fucking, like so fucking dorky. Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> oh, it's and this one talking to the it's messy hair girl, hot lesbian. Okay. Sorry, I'm just gonna check her name. Uh, I think her name is Kaoru. Kaoru. Ah, okay, I think I know what's going on with her. Then I like her design actually. Too bad she's gonna die. She's telling Kareha that they want to. They want to apologize and make up to them for, I guess, excluding them. them. Don't trust that. No. She has her collar popped, which is very sexy of her. She's got her collar popped and, like, thigh boots and, I don't know, a general state of disheveled disheveled hair. I have a theory about this one, and I think she's going to die. She looks different, so. So, uh, Korea tells them you have no right to do this after you excluded Sumika. I won't lose to a lot of you. You can't turn me invisible. And Kaoru and uh, runs off crying, saying sorry. And Ginko's all like, only we will become Korea's friends. Ginko's a fucking mood. Me, seriously? Every day? I think that, that chick that, uh, Kaoru? Yeah. I think that's the that's the design I would pick out of all of this. Oh, I, I know. think I like that one best. I, I really also like also the, the open lesbian in the group, clearly. Mm-hmm. If you're a pest, 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 you'll be eaten by bears. Cow, cow, cow. Cow, cow. So, I'm just gonna say, Lily okay, store. before we go any further, I'm gonna say I expect uh, Kaoru to be eaten by bears and it may be Ginko that does it. So, let's see. Let's see if I'm right. <laughs> I love that she has like a, a like the little like bears on the cover. Yeah, that's adorable. Look, Nanami fridge. All we need to do is make something she loves more than fish tube pastries because the way to a girl's heart is through her stomach. Directly. I mean, they're not I mean, wrong. It works on me. Hey, did you see the octopus? Yuri beef. Is that is that is that a real it's thing? It's Nanami. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cursed. I hate the queenest of Yuri beef is Nanami. <laughs> the only meat we're allowed to eat is that of invisible girls. Interesting. <laughs> What's this conformist crap? With this weird like framing of the shots so that you can always see their lips that just now look all it glossy. It looks like they're gonna smooch. Yeah, like all glossy. And there's even the little like in the background. Yeah. Pulls her away. That looks like the uh, the supermarket in the place that we were in in Kyoto. It does. It's cute. So, what is Korea's favorite food? Naporitan pasta. Naporitan pasta. Is she an old man? Yes. 
Clearly Ginko knows what her favorite food has been since she was a child. God nice. damn, y'all. Look at that. So they're going to cook for her, and they're oh wearing Lord. aprons and nothing else. Someone hook signs you up with that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a yeah. look. The aprons are really cute. Oh my god, it's not a danger if they actually did that. <laughs> oh my god. I forgot that that wasn't a daydream. <laughs> so Kurel bursts in. She's like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" And they're like, "We're making dinner, duh." We're making the food you love. <laughs> She's so flummoxed that she came and like she came and handle like what's going on. <laughs> oh no! This I think this. Oh yeah, it is a uh, what you call her. The food looks a miraculous. So marriage. This is definitely not real. No, this is definitely not real. Yes, April too. Seriously, this has more in common with Sars on my than I thought. Yeah, this Ginko is, is straight up entering right here. See, you know what? He learned from this sequence that you needed more of an audio cue that something wasn't real. So when he did it in Sarah's mm, yeah. he made that music track be like your yeah. cue. Yeah, I can see that. I love that she has her own fucking apron. Ginko is imagining Karei hot Here, <laughs> mouth watering salted salmon. She just holds the whole fucking fish. <laughs> like here Dinner. you go, scales and all. God. Ah. <laughs> I was like, I ain't touching that. Aw, poor Ginko. Aw. Oh my god. So Lulu's like, but isn't that your favorite? And Kurea's like, know. what the fuck? Are you stalking me? Creepy, y'all. <laughs> well, she says the only person she's ever told that is Sumika. So how do they know that? And she reiterates that she wants them to leave her alone, but they just want to become her friends. And Kurea's just not having any of that shit. Because apparently she can't be friends with anybody else, only a dead girl. And if she becomes friends with anybody else, that would be... Backing uh, down on her love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but like, like, like it, it would invalidate. It sounds like a lot easier to do. You know what this Ikuhara seems like to me? is big okay. on sunk cost fallacy emotional attachment. Yes. <laughs> but you know what this seems like to me is like the kind of thing that somebody would be experiencing after they say lost their their partner in marriage or something yeah. like that, where they would be like, Well, I can't fall in love with oh, anybody totally. else because if I do, then that means that my I didn't love, love this for other my person was not that's like a real. huge thing with yeah. like widows. But like widows. I mean that's what that's what this feels like. Like they keep saying is, friends, but what they actually mean is life partner. This is this is the same energy as I, I can't forget about my prince. Mm-hmm. And she just tears right into them. Who are you? What do you want from me? And all that kind of thing. And then we get random yeah. shower scene. Random shower scene. Yes, this, I saw the okay. Utena movie also. Exactly. I was just gonna say this composition is incredibly like the Utena movie. Now with less incest slightly less really i mean in this scene (laughs) it is remarkably free of incest for ikahara for anything right yeah but it's so gay i mean it's a lot more gay than the original bathtub scene seeing as how koze is a girl and miki is a guy yeah well you know how ikuhara does he's like he's got like a gay one and he's got like an incest one and he's got like a yuri one so in the bathtub and they're bitching. Well, Lulu's bitching because she wants Kurehat to remember Ginko already. Wait. Oh, yeah. Oh it's God. that oh, audio is, cue. This is a. In truth, I was overjoyed. 
I have trouble expressing my feelings. <laughs> Freya has shown face. up in her own towel. Oh, yeah, the warlord. Oh my god, really? Oh, my she god. says, I thought that if we were to wash each other, <laughs> I forgot how, I really did forget how fucking dumb Nico is. Because Nico is incredibly dumb. Yeah. Oh, bless her heart. I love her so much. <laughs> Oh She's yikes! Fantasizing about Kareha, honestly, bathing her. her. Does it feel good here? He goes a bratty sub, and she just wants dom, and just nobody will dom her because she's got too much top energy. Oh my I god! Wait. And now we get the the glossy Who's, lips shot again. Say right? hey, Ginko, does this place feel really trouble. good? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> the fucking oh my river ducky, fucking please! Oh my god! Uh, now we have what is clearly an orgasm. Oh my god! Oh yeah, because I had no indicator there with the. And then back to real life. Oh and Lulu basically just... just dumped cold water on Ginkgo. <laughs> I mean, they didn't say it was cold, but it might as well have been because it shocked her out of her uh, little. The imagery there. was there enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Ikuhara. So, so we so see Kareha's uh, got a little like is that a music box? Yeah, it looks like a music box, and it's got a little moon in it that has a crown on it that kind of looks like Ginkgo's crown. Mm-hmm. And she's looking yeah. at a birthday envelope that Sumika gave her a month ago mm-hmm. even though her birthday wouldn't be until a month from then and she tells Kareha not to open it I want you to read this here on your birthday because it goes with your present weird but you'll be spoiled if you read it am I the only one here who hates Sumika I, I knew you were gonna talk about how much you don't I like her. her I'm not a big I'm fan I, I don't just... know if you're I don't know if your attitude will change but uh, when you kind of get more about her, but I'm never was never a huge fan. She's really uh, I can't I can't say more without spoiling it. I just don't have a strong opinion about her one way or the other. She fits a trope that I really really hate. Um, she fits like it's almost like the Yamato Nadesuko trope. You know mm. the the perfect submissive Japanese yeah. wife kind of thing that anime used to lean really heavily on. And I always hated those, and I hate that she resembles that so much. You know how Anthe is like, like this kind of representation of the idealized woman in in, in like a culture. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's the equal opposite of that. She's still an idealization of like proper femininity within a culture, and it's mm-hmm. just not quite the same presentation of it because it's more uwu and innocent. But yeah. this is killing me because y'all are like dancing around the edge. Uh, yeah. Killing me. You're missing just, there's only a single element that you're missing. That just shows that Ikuhara has done a good job, though. I will, I will, I will say this. Sumika is, she does fit into a mythological folklore kind of trope. You're just Mm -hmm. not sure which one yet. Uh, But she's definitely in there. Well, I will wait and see on that. I'm probably never gonna like her. Oh my oh, god, so. just shut up, girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, don't worry, she's about hey, to hey, die. Hey, how would you, Vana, how would you feel if I was like, 
I always want to see you smiling like a flower and shit like that. You've said life. that, but when you say it, you're like crying and angry because that's how you're supposed to do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Yelling that's not at a conversation you, you have at all you angrily you. because I want you to smile is very us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Just <laughs> shut up with this terrible just... martyry crap martyr feminism i hate it yes yes i loathe that it's okay if i get nothing for me i just want to live for you which is bullshit that's i think you guys are just mean no no i don't i don't think it's i don't okay let me clarify i i think that you're right i just think you're being mean about it (laughs) that is our brand if you pay attention to when you see this flashback, you also got to notice that Kiriha is not 100% comfortable with that either. She always yeah. seems a little flummoxed. Yeah. And after Sumika dies, I've, a lot of it seems like a lot of what motivates her is the fact that Sumika felt that way and didn't she, she, she never stopped of- feeling that way because she got cut short. And that is kind of traumatic to her. Like, I know yeah. all of this, okay, all this person that. wanted this one thing. And like I have to like feeling this horrible survivor's guilt of like it's yeah. it's it's very unhealthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, beginning to end the whole thing is unhealthy. Like uh, I can see like feeling like feeling the same way as Sumika if you're in the middle of a crush, but like if someone gave up everything of who they are, yeah, to, that's uh, for you. How do you deal with? What that tells you about you yourself? And I mean, it's not great, but I've also been 17 like yeah oh my god this is killing me <laughs> i just want to spoil it no don't spoil it don't spoil it if you spoil we'll it i'm strong, quitting Alice. the podcast on spot wait what <laughs> you can't it's it will break the rules see i like her design i like her design best it's that karu girl again we get to see like her her boots and everything i think those are socks that she's wearing that that have those bands yeah, at the top. She's got socks with garters. That's the character that I would be in this. She's got the same like messy hair. You've got rumpled death, clothing. You've just got a death yeah. mark. It, death aura. I mean, it's, <laughs> death aura is to me, it's funny you say that because you remember how we first met her, right? Mm, no, no. We met her in a previous episode after Kuriha passes out. And she comes to see Kuriha, and then when no one's there, she like hops onto the bed. And it's all like creepy about it. Oh yeah, oh, was that her? Yeah, that was her <laughs> being super creepy, horny. She's got a weird, a weird thing for Kuriha. Then, well, I'm glad to see you are represented by this anime. I know, right? I am not in it so far. <laughs> weird and creepily horny. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> but I like her design. She looks like I would dress kind of thing in this world. Missing a leather jacket. She says she wants to reverse the damage that the invisible yeah. form caused to the garden. So they, they had, I like, want to go to gay conversion therapy. They had the garden, like, what? Re- re-soiled Soiled, and, yeah. and replanted, I guess. Oh my if god. we could fill it with flowers, then we might be able to grant Izumino's final wish. And now Kaoru's making a big deal about the birthday. She just so happened to hear about it. It was right before. Yeah. Bullshit. Everybody infinite. in this episode is concentrating on Kureha's birthday. So this is a big deal. This isn't a just so happened to hear. And she's talking about how Sumiko wanted to celebrate 
her birthday by uh, filling, filling the garden, the garden with flowers. <sighs> so, like, okay, um, just under the top level here, the subtext of what I'm getting here is that Kaoru she wants to wants deliver to tonight's replace, flowers. She wants to replace Sumika. That's the subtext that I'm getting. Of this chick, yeah. yeah. Just, She's got some rocking boots. Yep. Kreia tries to now pull we're... her hands away, but <laughs> Kaoru won't let her. Everyone's there to clap. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, oh my god. god, they got like so many people. <laughs> She's Ikuhara dunking on Evangelion at this oh point. Oh my god. Yeah, this is a real Omedito moment. Yeah. <laughs> and Lulu's like, what the fuck? We're Kareha's friends. I'll murder the shit out of that bitch. Yep. Right, Ginko? And Ginko's just kind of staring. Ginko is just kind of dismayed. There's hardly any time left before Kareha's birthday. Oh my god, performative friendship. I hate it. Mm-hmm. They're all just sucking up because they feel bad. Fuck you. Yep. I mean, at least they're replanting the garden. I like how they went to this, like, garden full, like, like store full of shit and just bought nothing but white lilies. Mm-hmm. Let's just... And Kureha what? is helping this whole class work and replant uh. the garden. And Kaoru says, Girls, I commend your effort over the past few days. Thanks to your dedication, Kureha has now begun to believe that we are her friends. It's nice. just Carrie! The whole episode is Carrie! Yeah. Yep. I see that. You need only endure it for a while longer. Yeah, okay. Let us confirm our feelings once and for all. Who is the evil we must exclude? And this is the invisible storm. Yes. Let's search evil. So, confirm that Kureha is evil, apparently. Kureha is confirmed This is basically how high school felt. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that they're just like, she has an actual like cop listening. Yeah, actually, have you ever tried that? No. I hear that a lot, that know. using a, a glass helps to magnify the sound on the inside because it, like, transmits the vibrations better. I see that in, like, TV shows, but yeah. I've never tried it in person. I'm gonna uh, have to try it someday. So, Ginko's gonna eat her. Or Lulu says that they're gonna eat her, and Ginko agrees. The time of judgment has come, growl, growl. So the Yuri Court's in session! <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Beauty's all like, isn't it natural to want to protect someone you love? I Lulu's wonder like, about that. I don't know, man. Queen you claim that you wish to protect Kareha and have consumed several members of the Invisible Storm. Have you not? And they're like, hell yeah. And they're like, you're guilty. Ginko, honestly answer my question. What is your desire? You say you wish to protect Kureha, but that's just pretext. In truth, you do not simply want to become Kureha's only friend. The <laughs> prosecution <laughs> is relying on a sadistic presumption. That's just Beauty. how lawyering works. This is <laughs> definitely... Uh... And Lulu's all, right, all like, yeah, Ginko just wants to return the love Kureha gave her. She just wants a promised kiss. Life Sexy calls for order in the court. Please answer the prosecution's inquiry. She says he's right. I do want to have Kareha all to myself. I want to become Kareha's friend once more. I want Kareha's love. For that, I've crossed the barrier and even dragged Lulu with me. Lulu's like, no, you didn't. I came because I wanted to. I'm like imagining Sayanji watching this show and like deeply relating to Kingo at this point. <laughs> yeah, I can And not see wanting it. to say it. Yep. 
Except the di- one of the big differences, at least Ginko's aware of the fact that, like, you know, this yeah. is she's not acting in, like this is not the best course. Mm. Yep. She's pretty open about the fact that she is a criminal it's a bear. Bad idea. Yeah. yeah, and, and Ginko's like, I committed a sin, and now Lu- Lulu's like, What do you mean by a grave sin? sin? But was that really such a good idea? Yeah. Beauty's all like, you don't need to say anything else. Cool wants to find them guilty. I mean, they witnessed a confession. Yep. And Life Sexy is like, is your love true? Even if it's just to satisfy yourself. Even if your pride will lead to your downfall. Fuck yeah! Criminal bear. Yeah. Will you become invisible or will you eat humans? (laughs) Lulu's a little less enthusiastic now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the Yuri's been approved. Yep, so they're allowed to eat that girl just like I I thought they were gonna. What do you want with me this late at night? So they're in front of the garden here, too. The garden is going to be yet another uh, yeah. murder site. The, don't you have the pheromones going on in the background? Kuma show. Yep. They're bears. They're going to eat her. Growl. And... <laughs> okay, that's brilliant. One perfect shot. <laughs> This yeah. is a beautiful, that beautiful is one shot. shot. Like, so menacing, so scary. We're gonna eat you. We're gonna kill you. The girl runs away, and then there's the tiny chibi bear with oh bows flying this through the air. This is like you are a JPEG. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you needed to know oh, about. Ego. A bear trap. A bear, bear trap with chains like a heart. Ginkgo ah. fell right into their bear trap. Notice that we they don't show knew. you Ginkgo. Oh, wow. They knew. They show you her legs. Hanging from the bear trap. Big mommy energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I recognize that. Yeah. Uh, so that happened. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How do you guys feel about the episode? Hmm. I think I found this more interesting than yeah, you Yeah, now guys I'm did. actually curious about what's going to happen next. So yeah. that's good. See, I told you, like, it, it, it starts getting noticeably better after the third yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I liked this episode better on second watch, and I was also not distracted this time. I think that this has got a lot in it that when when we've finished, we're going to look at this episode very differently. Yes, yes, you will. Yeah, no, I'm just like, not even just from the things you've said, Alice, but just from the things that were shown on the screen, there's so much going on that it's just like, there's, there's I a saw reason for all of these things. Know- not callbacks in this episode than I've seen in any episode up to this point. Yeah. Which is very concerning mm-hmm. because most of the callbacks were not the most not fun good. parts not. of the show. Yeah, exactly. So. But um, just things like that meeting with the principal, that's, uh, that's, there's something fucked up going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's got some familiar energy, I'm gonna just say. By the way, I saw the, the thing with the uh, bear trap before I saw what happens at the end of Utana. Ah, I did not realize yeah. that was a reference until I rewatched this episode. Yeah. Hmm. Now there's just, there's a lot going on because, ooh, I've got my suspicions about that principle. Alice, I think you probably know what I'm suspecting about that principle. And I think I do. The fact that she's the quote unquote head of the invisible storm kind of, because she's like, leading the school and the school is the invisible storm because that's like clearly the invisible storm is exclusion like purposeful exclusion of people well 
And the principal being like nominally in charge of that and also being what I believe she is, is like, huh. What has the established powerful adult in a school ever done suspicious things? Yeah, but it's just very like, there's, if I'm right, there's a lot of weird implications about that, that this episode doesn't clear up at all. So I'm like, hmm. I just presumed she's grooming the kid to be like her mom so she can fuck the kid. Uh, that very well may be a thing, but there's something entirely different there that I'm, because I, I told you, I have, a, I have a theory that seems to be proven out so far. I have no theories at this point. Like, I'm like, I feel very similarly to like when I was watching Sarah's and my or Utena for the first time where I'm just like, okay, what the fuck? All right. Yeah. Like, this is what the fuck's going on? Okay. Yeah. Like, sure. This is what's happening now. Like I said, before we started talking about the episode, like, all right, where are we going? Like, (laughs) well, Ginkgo's done something that we haven't found out about yet. Yes. Which is why she's calling herself a criminal bear. Wait, did, oh shit, did she kill the mother? Maybe. I wonder if she killed mom. Maybe, but I'm literally now uh, not allowed to say anything. Uh, Yeah. I, I don't know. I've got my suspicions about the mom too, but like not... If I wanted someone all to myself, I'd kill their mom. Yeah, in which case, the principal is probably a good choice for killing the mom. Too. Also, yes. yeah. So the principal and the principal and Ginko need to fight it out for possession of Kareho, who has consented to neither of these. <laughs> One of the things I kind of like about what this episode and the last episode do is that they really, really try to sell you in the beginning on the fact that Ginko and Lulu are bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then blindside you with ginkgo and ginkgo and lulu are good actually and then mm-hmm. this episode immediately go back to Wait, but, are they good, but ginkgo knows that she, ginkgo knows that she's not on the level yeah that there's a part of ginkgo whether even though ginkgo does things that we would consider to be kind of good like for instance protecting them from killing kuraha basically mm-hmm. it, she's also kind of bad like she recognizes mm-hmm. that her desires are un- are not great. There's something kind of wrong there. And to what degree she has eternalized what others say, and to what degree she's aware of the fact that she's ob- unhealthily obsessed is kind of hard to determine. I'm starting to think these two uh, walked so that Rayo and Mabu could run. Hmm. Yeah. I get very similar like, yeah. energy yeah. from them yeah. as far as like how they're used like humor-wise versus not humor-wise. The mm-hmm. whole like... Are they bad though? Really, I wouldn't have really not made that, that connection, but I am. I find it interesting. When I first watched Sarah's on my Rio Mabu, like gave me huge Yurikuma vibes. Yeah, well, like, I mean, almost physically capable. Seriously, Sarah's on my is like boy version of this. This is like if. Yeah. Ikuhara's anime were uh, Ranma one half characters, and you just poured water on one of them, and it turned <laughs> and into the other. You got Sarah's anime. What? <laughs> it's true. That's what it feels like. They both kind of reminded me of Ginko at various times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One reminded me of Ginko earlier in the series, the one you're seeing now, and the other one kind of reminded me of Ginko towards the end. Mm-hmm. There's also some stuff in this episode that I, when we finish this, I want to at least talk to you guys about how the manga goes. The manga mm. is not great, but mm. it, it does something. It takes this entire story and does something so radically different. It's hard to describe until you know mm. the whole story. Have you but, read all of the manga? Yes, I have. Um, so but you like it? 
I read the whole thing. It's not awful. Um, I think it's the inferior version of the story. Okay. Um, decidedly so. It, it it kind of it it basically undermines it undermines some of the stuff that the that the show does well. Um, in fact, it undermines most of what the show does well, mm. and it does its own well, things okay. But hmm. you'll um, see. But this episode specifically actually touches on part of what's going on in the manga. Alice, I have to comment on that um, because that's very much what people were saying about Chio Saito. Yes. And, and the Utsuna manga. And in our recent reads of the Utsuna manga, we've actually found out that the, it was um, a lot more complex and a lot more gay yeah. and a lot more everything yeah. than we realized at first. So yeah. if you want to say that could be coming into play here, because I think yes. the reason that we underestimated Chio Saito so badly is because we expected it to be like the series and it wasn't. And when it didn't fit that mold, we were just like, well, of course this sucks. So there may be a little of that coming in the, play. in defense of the, of the Yurikuma manga, there are points where it is, there are points before the end where it is kind of more, it's gayness is a little more on the nose and authentic, like a little more normal and authentic in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a little less like super obviously fucking around with the way everything Yuri Cooper does. Yeah. But <laughs> at the same time, the thing I don't like about the, the manga is that the manga kind of inverts the, a lot of the messaging of the show in a way mm-hmm. that you can read is in a very unfortunate and uncomfortable ways. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was meant to be, but because mm-hmm. the way that they changed the premise, mm-hmm. it's easy to read it as basically saying the opposite of what Ikuhara usually says about the whole, like, you know, being the individual mm-hmm. in the crowd. Like, yeah. in okay. a way that kind of was uncomfortable. I don't think it was intended. Me and Cass have had a long discussions about whether or not this was, like, what was going on here. But mm-hmm. it, it, it can be uncomfortable. Yeah. Specifically, yeah, it's... That. Depending on how you end the read the end of that manga, there's a sense in which you can read it as a class S was right, and these kind of relationships are not necessarily meant to be a thing in the real world. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but if that's an unintentional reading of it, yeah. like if that's if that's unintentional, then Yeah, and I'm not sure it. how I'm, it's hard to tell because you know texts are ambiguous. Like mm-hmm. it's hard to tell how much of Yurikuma the show that we see that how much is Ikuhara and company kind of messing with mm-hmm. conventions of a like in tropes of a genre that already exists, and how much is them just unironically doing them? Yeah. Like what yeah. is the joke? Where's the joke end and the actual thing begin? Mm-hmm. I mean, we Utena kind of does that. Like with the oh, weird, yeah. the weird ass Naname episodes, it is hard. Every now, like it'll be telling you a joke, and it'll like sometimes you just stop and be like, I can't tell if this is a joke or if they're trying to tell me something, and they tried so hard that they looped back around again. Yeah, yeah. I think he actually. Hmm. I would imagine that he's aware of that and kind of uses it. Yes. Like, because part of the fun of watching Ikuhara is figuring out when he's like saying something and when he's just gibbering kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but this Sometimes episode... Sometimes to hear him when his hmm? voice is coming out from the back end of him. <laughs> this episode, though, like, 
like I said, I feel like a lot went on that we didn't notice because we haven't seen the whole thing. And again, that's not just because of what you said, Al, is there's like, I've got theories about what's going on. I don't want to say them necessarily because I don't want, I don't want Panda and Vana to like start using them kind of thing. Uh, But like, there's, there's a, a lot like the only part that I'm kind of like, well, I don't know, is the the fantasies part. Like that's characterization for Ginkgo, but it feels like if there was something else going on there, I missed it. Those are like the first two are mostly just jokes. They're gags. Mm-hmm. The third one is is a little it's probably supposed to be a gag, but it kind of comes across as a little more um one of those is this supposed to be a joke about the jokes of the genre yeah. or is this just being the genre? <laughs> genre yeah well i mean to me that came across as as a joke maybe not super clearly but in the end i feel like it landed on the joke thing especially with just the end with lulu dumping the water over her yeah Yeah. like that clearly was like your your imagination is just getting overheated ginkgo stop it (laughs) again it feels like something sarah's end might did better like like this yeah. like he tested it in this and then mm. but i mean this is not like i mean he's done this in all of his shows but not always i'm never gonna get over the like feeding trying to feed her um the fucking salmon yeah, oh, the yeah fish. Well, uh, <laughs> look that's awesome <laughs> i think my favorite part of this episode was probably the meeting with the principal because you could just tell there's so much happening there like that you're not seeing and there's so much being implied that you're just you just don't quite have enough information to know exactly what's going on and i i really like scenes like that i also really liked the the vietnam references yeah that was (laughs) that was that was good Mm -hmm. (laughs) unexpected yeah how about you guys like panda how do you feel about this i liked this episode um i do you think that it uh, has provided Ginkgo with some much needed characterization because yeah. she's mostly just been sort of sort of stoic uh, in general? Stoic, stoic thirst lady. Stoic or hungry have been her yeah. only moods uh, for the past few episodes. And so this is giving her a little more uh, personality, gives you a little better clue into like, what her deal is even though we still don't 100 percent know what her deal is because mm-hmm. she's clearly got some some secrets there is a deal there yeah there's Vana. what do you think of this I episode hate you hate yeah <laughs> i don't like her either that's valid i don't i don't like that bitch she's suspicious that's very valid I keep on thinking I, I, I about get, that like, one element that we're missing. I get like shitty anthy energy from her. Shitty anthy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like yeah, she's pandering to like similar tropes, except that you know she has the sincerity, and and with anthy, it doesn't matter what she thinks. I don't really trust Sumika. That's what I. Yeah, like I don't really trust uh, her to be what she is or what she's been mm-hmm. depicted as. But I don't have enough information to make a guess as to what else she might be at this point. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Alice, how about you? What do you with with all your vast knowledge of this series? <laughs> yeah, what, what can do you, you think what of can the you series? say I want, without I, I want to say so many things that I am dying. 
all the time. <laughs> this I is bet. how I felt when you and I were watching Utena. I think it's probably a good idea with Irakuma watching it through the first time to be somewhat suspicious of basically everyone. Not mm-hmm. in the sense that they're that like, you know, oh, Kuraha's secretly evil or something, but more in like a people's motivate there's always some kind of there's always a game beneath the game. Which is mm-hmm. a very standard Ikahara thing in general, but it's very oh, yeah, super yeah. here. Yeah. There's always something happening that is not obvious and is if somebody appears to be good, it's probably because they're not. Mm-hmm. That's like a pretty good rule for Ikahara shows, except for Kepi. Yeah. And if they appear to be good, then there's probably, even if they are good, there's probably something in the mix that is not great. Yeah. I'm just not sure how to apply that to Sumika because I feel like it would be really cheap to like turn around and have her be like not actually ever as she was pretending the whole time or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I feel Sumika like that would be a cheap move. Feels to me the way I imagine Miki saw Anthony. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. She's on a pedestal. Oh, it's for sure. Suspicious. Mm-hmm. It's a suspicious yeah. pedestal. I feel like it's not a spoiler to say that it's, I mean, because you guys have kind of already noticed that, like, most of what we see of her is after she is dead and the trauma yeah, of her just, dying out of just nowhere. memories. They're memories interpreted through her girlfriend's, like, t- trauma brain, which yeah. I feel like, you know, that's, it's, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that's kind of significant. It's kind of already well, happened. Her, her death seems to have meaned more than her life, to be honest. In well, like a weird yeah, way. but that's like, but what Alex she is loved her is genuinely, but the remembrances mm. themselves are suspicious. Yeah, like because ob- like obviously Kira did love her. Like we yeah, saw that. Right. Like they right. genuinely cared about each other. But you also notice in her own memories that like. Sumiko is like utterly, utterly just saccharine, and even in her memories, Kiraha is a little unsure of how to what to do yeah. about it. Yeah. Hey, Alice, you know what it reminds me of? What? Um, in Steven Universe, in the beginning of the show, whenever anyone talks about rose quartz, yes, it's a uh, very similar energy I'm getting here. Hmm. Yeah. I don't I don't anticipate it. I don't know what the twist is going to be, but I I don't anticipate it being the same twist, but like the way that no, like you're, you're not going to see it coming. It's going to be really... like, I'm trying to like our yeah. At the the way that like everyone seems to speak so reverently of uh Sumika, Sumika. reminds me mm-hmm. of the way She's that people patronizing those courts. Sumika's patronizing. People's memories of Sumika are patronizing. Alice is slowly dying. (laughs) It's very like, 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 topping from the bottom. Because she's all quiet and demure and timid and Mm -hmm. all that shit. But she sounds like her shit doesn't stink. And that's why she can be like this. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I feel like... It's messy being like... I, talking to Miki, all patronizing. But I feel I'm like the important part here is that these are Kureha's memories of right. her that are filtered through trauma. So they're not necessarily Accurate. a real representation of trauma brains known like. for their uh, accuracy of recollection. Yes. Yeah. At the same time, so, if, if that's not if that's not the truth, then does anyone have any idea what this person, who this person actually was? 
No. To what extent does anyone know who well, she we, really was? We don't know because we only saw her for like two seconds yeah, in the I first episode. So. And they don't seem to have spent a lot of time paying attention to her either. No. The only person so, who did is also super traumatized about her dying and mm-hmm. would not hear anyone speak ill of her because she literally just died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's her invisible friend. So this basically, like what I'm getting from this is that isn't really Sumika. Almost definitely mm-hmm. not, but Alice cannot yeah. say. Yeah, Alice cannot say, yeah. but I mean, that's but that's as far as I'm willing to go on it because we don't have any other information as to what Sumika was actually like. I but suffer. That, <laughs> hmm? I suffer. Alice is suffering <laughs> under the weight of information she cannot give us yet. Yep. It's okay, Alice. Hold that big brain in for a minute. <laughs> we can finish the series and talk about it. If I find out that... And we will... Like, got the power to revolutionize the world or some shit i don't think that's the case i i think that it's very much more along the lines of kureha is like interpreting sumika as better than she was alice do you think that either of them will like her more once the series is over don't answer that because that is a spoiler yeah don't give us that because we you will if you say yes we'll know what that means i want alice to tell me privately just yes or no with no uh no context because i'm curious as to the answer to that question yeah Yeah. don't don't tell us though because we will we'll take that when someone runs up to me and is like oh my god you'll love this character i'm like thanks yeah Yeah, it's basically spoiler spoiler at that point yeah you can't give us like little t- even a little tidbit of information we can take that and just run with it because we know how ikuhara works and so. also we know how you think we work so yeah that's the other thing <laughs> i i know my brand mm-hmm. and if you say oh yeah no you'll like her a lot more I'm like oh so she's gonna be some fucking akio turns out to be running everything bullshit yeah i know but um but yeah no i Hmm. I, for one, actually like this episode better than the one before. Like, I enjoyed it's asking more the questions. last one. I like yeah. getting all the information that the last episode gave us. Yeah. I like seeing the Princess Lulu stuff. That is true. This is just, honestly, personal preference on my part because I like things that make me try and figure them out. Yeah. Whereas we were presented with information in the other one. But this one gives me a lot of questions and a lot of like yeah. little strings to pull at and try and see if I can unravel the whole thing. And so, the last yeah. one felt more like a discrete story you were being told, and this one's mm-hmm. more of a like setup for yeah, it's a, a story you're gonna hear. It's not a clear to say that there is the the whole figuring it out and what the fuck is happening here kind of mystery of it is something that does actually become more and more of a thing. Like, yeah. even as you were getting revealed stuff, there's still so much, like, even when you get answers, you're it just makes you think more about, like, implications. Oh, that's yeah. Yep. Stoked. And that's that's what I really enjoy about Ikuhara, is his ability to do that and just give you just enough information that you know you don't have all the information mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then you have to sit there and wrestle with it until you can like figure it's it out. It's like, ding. I like He's, that. No, it's fun. I, I, I love it, but it's also like frustrating yeah. on purpose. It's it's edging. Media edging. <laughs> yeah. Right. Ikuhara is catering to my edging fetish. <laughs> Thanks, right. Ikuhara. All right. Well um, um do we have anything else? No, I think that's pretty no, much it. I'm, I'm excited to see the next episode. Definitely. Definitely. 
I am glad that you guys are excited. Mm-hmm. I know when we first came on this, Vana was all like, I don't know about this. But... That's Vana's a grump about everything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't like things. Vana, <laughs> you could have just stopped it. I don't like things. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's I'm just glad it's been there. a nice experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm enjoying this a lot. Well, either way, I was going to have fun because either I was going to hate watch it and enjoy it, or I was going to enjoy it. And yeah, enjoy kind it. of like Hannibal with us. Yeah, I was there to hate watch it and just ended up liking it. So yeah, well, yeah, that's because Hannibal rules. Yeah, it does it actually so does. good? I just uh just finished up season one of Hannibal in the rewatch, and now I'm uh, entering uncharted territory as I begin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should live tweet it so Good we can see shit. your reactions. Come on, come on. Oh yeah, it. I've been uh <laughs> I've been messaging Fukiko while I've been watching it, but I'll I'll tell you guys too. Yeah, uh, well, just just create, live get tweet me involved it. in that. Get yeah, us all in a, a Hannibal <laughs> chat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been fun. I I won't I won't talk any. We need to yeah. we need to stop. Uh, yeah. I, will, I do not need to continue talking about Hannibal right now. But uh, yeah, listeners, Alex. if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Utenacast. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. Alice, where can people find you online? They can find me online at Lyrewolf, which is L Y R E W U L F. And uh, ladies, where can people find where you guys are on the internet? <laughs> Well, our forever home on the internet is O-H-T-O-R-I dot N-U. You can find us on Twitter at O-H-T-O-R-I underscore N-U. And uh, that's probably all the important ones. Tumblr's dead, so. (laughs) Man. Uh, We have a Tumblr. If anyone is interested in looking at it, I mostly just uh, reblog Utena fan art whenever I see it. If you would like to support the show, you can do that on Patreon and you can find that anywhere you can find us on the internet. Uh, We have some some exciting merch coming down the line. Mm-hmm. something special coming next month and then a new thing that i showed you guys a couple of days mm-hmm. ago that i'm very excited about yep <laughs> so uh everybody keep an eye on the 15 dollar tier on the patreon mm-hmm. because that's pretty much the the merch tier it's the mikage tier because <laughs> that was a name i hadn't used yet <laughs> nice naturally and I don't remember all the things we're supposed to plug. I'm just going to assume that's it and give up yeah. now. Um, I remember <laughs> yeah. what our sign-off is supposed to be. Last time we said Gao Gao, but we're really supposed to say Kuma Shock. That's like the one that we decided on. But we yeah, yeah. But we weren't, we weren't good at making it. Whatever, we can just like... <laughs> we we don't do it like every episode. But yeah. I'm going to... So what should it be this episode? Yeah, which one this time around? Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like just going back mm-hmm. to Kuma Shock. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this this tour through the world of uh, lesbian bear storm. <laughs> Kuma shock. shock. Oh, you guys were on sync. That was really good. <laughs> Look for the. Bear.